Absolutely not. Welcome. Goodbye. To LMNOP. <laughs> We're the podcast about my favorite show, which happens to also be the best show that's ever been created. Solar Opposites. Elementary. The Solar Opposites. It's it's a new show about an alien family, and uh-huh. they do. It's kind of like Rick and Morty, but mm-hmm. um, it's in a it's a cartoon, but it's for adults. Yeah. So it's drawn badly. It's not that bad. It's stylistic. Yeah. I'm sorry. Are you some anime critique? Yeah. I am an anime critique. You're a French anime critique. I am a critique. (laughs) I'm not a critique. I'm a a critique. Critique. Uh Uh-huh. Trying to make your mispronunciation of the word critic sound like it was on purpose. I don't remember mispronouncing anything, (laughs) so all of that just went over my head. I'm your host, Val Flight Cub, a.k.a. Just ham. And I'm your most, Alec, a.k.a. Dwayne the E-Rock Johnson. So, today we are discussing, discussing, episode one, season 19. Nope. Season one, episode 19. It's called Snow Angels. Snow Angels. Is that right? Snow Angels. Oh. Oh, is it right? Uh, Angles. Get it? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just winging it over here. Angels! Angels. Snow angels! (laughs) You're leaving me... I'm I'm, I'm eating your snow dust. You're... What, like angel dust? No, like snow... Like dust... Like powder from skiing. Uh It's... You know? My my mind is not fast enough (laughs) to make these jokes every time. (laughs) So... But you're, you're doing your best and that's... Literally all we can ask for. It's all everyone ever asks for, and I do, I'm do. i always doing it. My best is the it that I'm doing. Your best varies, mm-hmm. but it's, it's the best you can do at that moment. Every day I strive to do better than I did the day before and often fail, yeah. but that's fine. Your best today isn't the same as what your best was yesterday, and no. that's okay. Mm-hmm. And also... Now, whenever I do my best, I'm wearing overalls. I look pretty fucking cute in them, so. <laughs> you do. I have that on my previous selves. Not enough overalls in my past. I'm an overalls guy now. This is my thing. Shall we talk about the episode of Elementary? Sure. This episode starts with we hear the radio telling us what's going on in the episode. Hmm. So the radio guy is like, Nor'easters are hitting New York. Blah, 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 snow. And there's a security guard who is um, reading Eli Manning's book. I just noticed that on the second on the second watch that ah. the book is Eli Manning. Also because we paused like right at the beginning, so I stared at it right. for a while. It's called How to Win Two Super Bowls Against the Best Team in NFL History, Even Though You Suck. How to Be the Ugly Twin. <laughs> no, I don't know anything about them, but um, no, he's just the ugly younger brother. 
Oh. Which is it also true? Well, I guess Peyton is just also the ugly older brother. <laughs> not a lot of uh, buttes. Not a lot of uh, pretty faces on the boys in that family. No. That's fine. They're they're too busy manning it up, being manly. Boo. Boo. So anyway, the security officer um, hears somebody going, "Help! Help! He's." He mugged me. I've fallen and I can't get up. At first I thought it was just some chick that slipped on the ice. Did you think like it wasn't a security issue and he was just hearing some woman being like, ah! No, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Just the sounds of the city. Well, no, no, I knew it was something he was going to go investigate, but I thought when he went out and and helped her out, I didn't think she was going to be like, I was mugged. Mm, I mm -hmm. thought she was going to be like, I hurt my tailbone. Yeah, yeah. My coccyx. (laughs) And he's like, my coccyx too, but you don't hear me yelling about it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't boo it if you're too busy laughing. Yeah, that's a good point. So um, what I noticed was I was pretty sure she was going to be like, some man, blah, 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 Some uh, my accomplice did something. Because she is wearing a super obviously wig wig. Yes, I too can also spot mm-hmm. different kinds of hair. Here's the thing. I know, like, I clocked the lace front in Queen's Gambit. You did not notice that because you're a regular person. Mm-hmm. But as a wig freak... I have now watched too many videos of wigs. And um, one thing is nobody's hair parts from a dot on the top of their head. Like Mm. like middle school boys have the one part that they salad spinner twist all their hair around. It's like the dot. Or like when I was in middle school. Sure. You know, the scene haircut. Uh Where you have like the, the just the point and then you spin all your hair around it. No, I, I, on, no. You never had the skater haircut? No, and I also don't know what you're talking about. The hairstyles and, and anything with, just, it's. Oh. My, my, my hair goes up and it gets curly and, and I need, it's too long. And that's, that's the extent of my hair knowledge. The dearth of knowledge that you have about hair is truly, it baffles me. It, it, it reminds me how much I know, <laughs> you know? Um. But anyway, this woman's hair is all the same color, shiny yellow, and it's coming out of a dot at the top of her head. Yeah, so she takes care of her hair. Good for her. <laughs> so she's like, help me, I got mugged. And he's like, I'll help you. And then she says, bam, and she shoots him. Well, okay, here's the thing. She she gets him to let her inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as once they're in the through the locked door, she pulls a gun on him and, mm-hmm. is, and is like, all right, now I'm going to rob this place. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to pull a gun on her, which is just a stupid move because at least, I don't know, like toss a stapler into the hallway so she turns around so you have <laughs> a second. She's looking at you, bro. Yeah. So he pulls his gun and she shoots him in the gut. Oh, is she's like, does she say, like, I wish you hadn't done that? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she lets her accomplices in, two big burly men, mm-hmm. and uh, and they start um, heading over to the elevators 
but then we get a cool POV shot from the security guard mm -hmm. because he's not dead yet. He's still awake. No! So he grabs his gun and he fires off a shot and then they kill him. Well, I think he was dying anyway. Did they shoot him again? Yeah. I see. Yeah. His last stand was laying on the ground. <laughs> also, just to... She immediately removes the wig once she gets into the building. Not to focus on the wig, but that's what they do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it was like, wig, gun. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm not who you think I ruse. am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, it's still a nor'easter. Joan comes back from the store and she's like there was a run on all the storm stuff but i got paper no i don't think she got paper towels no people grab all of the paper goods i guess this is what happens people panic yeah they're like i'm gonna shit so much ah! and then the toilet paper's gone and yeah. then you just use the paper towels mm -hmm. and then you use an unfortunate cloth bath towel and you hang it back up because you don't know what to do with it <laughs> No. You don't tell anyone about it, and then two months pass, and you're still living in the same apartment, and you haven't told anyone. Why would you do that when there's a perfectly good shower curtain that you can use and then rinse off? That's what I, that is. That is what I did. <laughs> <laughs> so Joan comes back. She's like, "I got soup and batteries," and then she turns, and we see a beautiful woman who is crying. Oh. And Joan is like, oh, oh my goodness. I didn't know we had a meeting today. And Miss Hudson says, I'm not a client. I'm a mess. <laughs> Excellent. And so um, Miss Hudson is a Sherlock stock character, right? Do you know who she was in the original books? Uh, no, I, I, I only know her from BBC Sherlock. Yeah, she's the landlady mm -hmm. in that one. I imagine she's also like the woman of the house or the landlady in original Sherlock. Yeah. If you know, um, hit us up, LMNOPcast, and tell us things. Otherwise, we will never learn. Um, <laughs> so, she's here. <laughs> she's here now. She's Miss Hudson. Um, the, the actress who plays her is a transgender actress. And um, I was like, oh, great. Like, she's just like a transgender character, and it's not going to be like a thing. And then they kind of mention it because they have to because it's, you know, CBS. But, oh, this is also funny. Joan is like... What's wrong? And she's like, oh, you know, love. And Jonah's like, can I get you a coffee? And she's like, no, but I'll have a tea. <laughs> a white Darjeeling. So Joan goes to get that for her. And she's in the kitchen with Sherlock. And Sherlock is like, well, Miss Hudson is an autodidact who has a really good knowledge of ancient Greek. And so she helped him out at some cases in Scotland Yard. And, and Joan is like, and of course you've... You, had multiple cases that require knowledge of ancient Greek. And he's like, it comes up more often than you would think. <laughs> he's like, you know, it's appropriate that she's like, knows about like ancient Greece because she frequently acts as a muse. So basically the way that like Joan goes around and like helps people um, get sober as her job, Miss Hudson kind of goes around and like is beautiful and <laughs> inspires people who, uh, you know, guys who are having trouble writing their novels or designing their clothes or whatever. And um, this is where the CBS, you know, um, middle America kind of 
I don't want to say middle America because, you know, there's people who don't know about transgender issues all over the place. But this is the kind of, you know, like, we got to mention it. And um, Joan is like, surely these men at some point must realize that she has a... And then Sherlock's like, an Adam's apple. Sure, but who gives a fuck is basically his attitude. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, Joan, what the fuck do you know about anything she has or doesn't have? And why would it be your concern? Like, oh, Sherlock, you consult for the New York Police Department, but shouldn't they at some point realize that you have an asymmetrical penis? <laughs> like, no, Joan, they're not going to realize that. And also, why is that the guess you make? But whatever, moving on. Joan's objection to Mrs. Hudson being there is just that she didn't know she was going to be there. And according to Sherlock, Miss Hudson is a recovering is recovering from a breakup, basically. She was a kept woman for this ad exec. And so he had her in his, like, you know, secret affair apartment. And now she's been kicked out. So uh, Sherlock's like, what, do, what would you have me do, Joan? Kick her out on the street? And Joan is like, no, but you could tell me first. Miss Hudson, by the way, I just looked it up. Played by... <laughs> Balto, you don't know her name. Candace Kane. Famous transgender actress who was in... Uh, <laughs> Candace Canine? That's not what she was in, Balto. Bobo. We fed you. We took, we took you out. We gave you lovies. I picked you up and spun you around like you're my little baby boy. And I love you so much. And you're so cute. And now, the one time I try to do something all by myself without you, I'm not allowed. Is that all? Little baby boy says what? Ah, you little baby boy. <laughs> Balto, do you have a nickname for this episode? Oh, that's clever because of the... Mm. Yeah. It's a play on... Yeah. yeah no, no, we get it. We get it. We understand. It's a good one. Sherlock says, would you rather I, I kicked her out? And Joan says, yes! I'm a heartless heathen! She doesn't say that. No, just kidding. She's nice. Yeah. She says, no, I wouldn't rather that. I'm a heartful heathen. So as they're talking in the kitchen, Sherlock offers Joan and then eats himself a spoon of spoonful of cod liver oil. Mmm. Why? Keeps you warm. Does it? I don't know. Just... Well, I mean, why else would you eat cod liver oil? It sounds disgusting. Yeah. Maybe it's for the immune system or something. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe he doesn't want to get a cold. Maybe it's a Easter egg to the original Sherlock Holmes. If you say cod liver oil... Three times in the mirror... In a heavy British accent, it sounds like beer can in a thick Jamaican accent. <laughs> uh, so, so then Joan is like, look, you just have to ask me before you let somebody in. That's like good roommate etiquette, which you're terrible at. Like, you got to keep the fridge clean. And he's like, I clean the fridge once a month. We agreed on that. That was the deal. Yeah. She's she like, yeah, once a month, it's spotless. The other 29 days, it's a science experiment. Mm-hmm. But now they are whisked away from this conversation because they're going to a murder scene. There's been a murder. The one we were talking about earlier. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. The, the dead guy. Yeah. Who got dead. He died. So... Uh, they get there, and the captain's like, wow, I didn't even know you'd get here. The, the L train's still running? The loser train. What, what? So uh, they get there, and Sherlock is looking at everything, and he's like, so 
you know, we, uh, this must have been a the blah, and then the, this happened, and then bop, do, do, and then he walks over to the, like, um, bullet hole in the wall, and he's like, at which point? <clears throat> then he stares at Joan. Expectantly. Miss Watson? What do you... Do you have an answer? You know. Did you do the reading? <laughs> and she does. Yeah, because she's a whiz detective. Yeah. So she, uh, she's like, he wasn't dead yet. He got off a second shot before, before he died. And Sherlock is like, yes, he hit someone in the abdomen because he's standing next to the, the bullet hole in the wall and he just, it lines up with his belly. So he touches his belly. Does he, does he like crouch down at all? Assuming that the, uh, the killer's a little shorter than him. I don't think he does. <laughs> so they find the box of, what they were stolen, what they had stolen, I guess. And it was a box of phones. Did they, why did they leave that one behind? They had to open it to see if it was really the phones. And then, you know, they, they only had limited space in their getaway car. They couldn't take all of the boxes of phones hmm. and, and like a handful of boxes were missing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. But inside it was, you know, the newest brandest, <laughs> the brandest newest phones iPhone 4. <laughs> Marcus is like the new toy. The Who would want to wait in line for this? It's just like, burn, we live in a society. Yeah, Marcus is too school for society. I meant too cool. <laughs> I thought you meant he's too old school. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, he's too old school. That's what he's I meant. too school for cool. Yeah. Sherlock also finds a synthetic hair stuck in the tape of the box. So he's like, oh, it must have been a woman wearing a wig. And this is when he also mentions her accomplices. Mm-hmm. And, and Joan's like, how do you know there's, you know, more people in on this? Mm-hmm. And, and he points out the, the fairly obvious fact, if you think about it, that somebody that has just been shot in the abdomen, <laughs> the abdomen uh, is probably not able to carry boxes of phones out to a getaway car or drive a getaway car right and he even says like with the parking in this neighborhood they must have had a a getaway car Mm. you know know, they must have had a driver and then so one guy to get shot one guy to uh carry the boxes one to drive the car drive the car one one to cheer them on one for the security guard i don't know yeah so he's like there's probably four of them so then (laughs) sherlock is like hey so uh do I need to be here for this? You guys, you guys need a help? Captain's like, what are you talking about? It's a murder scene. And Sherlock's like, I mean, they stole a security guard and... No. <laughs> and killed some phones. <laughs> killed some phones. And they killed a security guard and stole some phones that he was guarding. Seems like pretty open and shut case. You find the phones, you find the guard killer. So... But then... Somebody says, electricity's out of the whole city. Oh, no. Everybody got to turn the electricity off. The and power's out. The power goes out. And Sherlock's like, well, if I have to do it with no power, I guess it's interesting again. Hmm. If I have to solve this case as if it's uh, 1816, then I'm in. The year that the first sherlock story was published that's the one no because they had electricity back then too but not phones not phones or you know not cell phones not phones. And not internet and definitely not snowplow drivers well they had horses put- yeah did did old-timey people put plows on on horses and 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 mules and plow the path to the local 
I really don't know, but I don't think that's anywhere close to being possible. All right. <laughs> Maybe there's another animal that's better suited for that. Like, um... Elephant. Because they could hold it with their trunk? Well, I feel like an elephant could just use its trunk as the plow. Just It'd be less effective than a shovel. Nah, swipe it away like a like a bunch of little snow angels. Well, you could too. My trunk's walk, not nearly big enough. Walk with a, a broom. We're not talking about your trunk. Your badonka dunk. <laughs> my caboose. Mm. That's how I. That's how I clear my driveway. Mm-hmm. Just scoot that boot. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing your driveway is not very big. <laughs> it takes Maybe. four hours. <laughs> I bet if you put a, a snowplow on, like, a rhino's horn, they wouldn't even notice. Mm. Like, they just lumber along. You could probably, like, you know, over a few years, breed a, a whole new uh, species of rhino that have, like, a flat end to the, to the horn. I don't know about that one. But they'd have to scrape their chin along the floor, around, along the ground. Um... They'll do it upside down, and that'll be less. That'll be more effective than <laughs> us doing it. No, I don't think that's right. What did they do? They probably just they, paid children to do it, or they didn't go places till the snow melted. Oh, but they were on horses, so they just could. They would go as soon as the horses could go. Right. Yeah. Right. Long legs. Can you, like, ride a horse in the rain? Yeah. You're just gonna hold on tight. Like, would the, horse, would the horse be okay with that? I mean, you know, it happens. It's gotta, it happens. It must happen. You know, if, if Paul Revere stopped riding his horse because of rain, then, you know, things and stuff. Who knows what would have happened? Clearly not you. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go back to the episode? Oh, please. Okay. The mental exercise is over. Mm. We are mentally exhausted. <laughs> I'm mentally feeling the burn. So back at the police station of elementary on CBS, with Johnny Miller and Lucilla, the captain says, all right, everybody. It's essential functions only. We're running on our backup generator on this st- at the station. So the captain is like, "This is Mrs. FEMA. <laughs> She's here from FEMA to help us with our storm situation. To help us do nothing because the <laughs> government's a scam." Yeah, he says all that, <laughs> and then Mrs. FEMA is like. From what I'm hearing out of Philly, it's not good. From what I hear out of Philly, it's pretty darn chilly. Ooh, cheesesteak. Hey. That's what you were saying, right? What? No. No? Oh. Chili on a Philly cheesesteak? Do you think that's what a cheesesteak is? A Philly cheesesteak is? No. I know that that's not what it is. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's, I mean, it's obvious. Yeah. Well, just like a Philadelphia it's, roll, when you get sushi, a Philly cheesesteak, it's cream cheese. Yeah, it's cream cheese and crab in a in a sandwich. It's obvious. And chili. 
No, I, I know that it's not jelly. <laughs> ah, I almost got you there. So essential functions only, but Sherlock is charging his phone. And Joan is like, um, they said essential functions? Um, Joan, this is essential because I'm trying to solve a murder here. Yeah. And she's, she's like, like, you're on Instagram. So Bell is on, you know, weather duty. But he snuck in some calls about the missing phones to the providers and stuff about, um, you know, can they track the stolen phones? And unfortunately, because they've never been used, no. Straight out of the box. Straight out of, not even out of the box. Straight in the box. (laughs) Straight in of the box. So Sherlock is like, oh, thank you, Belle, for doing that. You didn't have to, and it wasn't useful, but good job anyway. So Sherlock is like, my Instagram trawling has helped. Oh? What Sherlock has discovered on Instagram is he's been looking for people posting about getting the new Versa phone. This phone is called a Versa. But it's not even out yet. It's not even out yet. So how would people be posting about it? (gasps) If they were the stolen phone. Oh my God, this guy is so freaking smart. He is. He's smart. And somebody's uh, Instagram post, it's funny to see the, like, 2012 version of Instagram uh-huh. again. And it's the person being like, got my new Versa 8 a day early. Suck it, suckers. No, suck it, suckas. Suck it, suckas. I wish we had a webcam on for the uh, the face and the uh, uh, gestures you were making for that. You know I was throwing up them peace signs. <laughs> I'm by. So Marcus sees this post that Sherlock's like, look what I got. And Marcus is like, is that, like, location tagged or anything? Sherlock's like, it may as well be geotagged. See this shadow? Bell's like, yes, it's a shadow. Well observed. Exchanges a little, like, this guy look with Joan. What is Marcus going to learn? He knows. He's just annoyed. Yeah. And Sherlock... Is like, this is clearly the reflection of this building of blah, 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 blah. Oh, yes. Duh. Obviously. I remember my New York architecture class. That's right on the corner of Herpin and Derpid. Right on the corner of First and First and First and Hurst and First and. So they go to where the phones are being bought. And this show is really, like, I feel, like, sensitive to... There's there's a several instances of this show being sensitive to veterans' issues and, um, like, homelessness. Hmm. And there, we get a twofer in this one. Because uh, they, they find the guy who's selling the phones. And Sherlock goes up to him and says, Private Maggio. Pull off any slick burglaries recently. Um, so the guy is, you know, a vet. He's wearing his, like, combat jacket and mm-hmm. stuff. And, um... But so, he's also clearly homeless. Right. Yeah. Um, and they ask him about the phones, and he's like, I found it at a dumpster, I swear. I swear. I was eating out of the... Or I was, I was behind the bakery that gives out, you know, their day-olds... 
And, uh, which like, thank fuck people do this because I worked at ShopRite and ShopRite, you can go fuck yourselves because the amount of food that we threw away every single day is stupid. It's disgusting. Yeah. That's stupid. Especially when it's just like the end of the day. Mm hmm. Like, oh, this was made two hours ago. Can't sell it tomorrow. So better throw it out. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I was eating, I was eating that stuff. And I hear a big bang, like something lands in the dumpster. So I went to check the old inbox. <laughs> and, he, and inside, he, there's just boxes of phones. Yeah. So he was like, if it, they're throwing it out, I might as well sell them. One man's trash is another man's iPhone 4. Mm-hmm. So Sherlock is like, hmm. Oh, we did forgot to, I forgot to say that... Uh, to talk to this guy, there's this big line of people that want to buy the phones and Sherlock stands up and he blows his whistle and he's like, hello, I would like to talk to this gentleman about some police business about stolen phones. Thank you. <laughs> and they all, you know, obviously they leave. Anyway, so they're talking to him about the phones and he says they were found, he found him in Dillshire. And so Sherlock is like, hmm, all right. Well, first of all, you're charging way too little because people in this neighborhood will pay way more. <laughs> um, and get a room for the night. Get yourself and just a room. like hands him a wad of cash. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it looks like big bills. Yeah. Yeah. What a sweet boy. Yeah. It's just like, there's a storm, a brewing. Yeah. Get yourself. It's deadly. Yeah. I mean, you know, hopefully there are shelters, but. Don't take the risk. Here's just some some cash. Go get yourself a hotel room. Yeah. Have a nice night. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really nice of him. You mentioned after we watched this episode that you were like, you like that he's the kind of rich person that's just like, here's some money. This is not my money. This is everyone's money. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I have more of this. And I'll, you should uh, have some. Here you go and here you go. Yeah. So Joan is like, wait, you're not going to like take the phones from him it's like well if the killers didn't care about the phones neither do i yeah because it clearly wasn't about the phones which means uh, the, the phones were a diversion it's a dead end mm-hmm. so who cares they put him in the dumpster you can sell them yeah. but if it's a dead end we must go back find more so they go back to the security off they go back to like the mall that the guy's the security officer of Right? Well, the, the building, yeah. It's not a mall, yeah, the building. So they go back to the building. Where the guy got shot. Mm-hmm. And over the radio, they can hear, Advisory for all citizens, please stay in your homes. Storm's getting crazy out there, fam. <laughs> Joan's like, we're citizens. We need to go home. Yeah, and Sherlock's like, no, Joan. We are detectives. I just love it. I feel like if people, if somebody, if they were like, all the people in New York need to go home. He would be like, we're not people. We're detectives. <laughs> like, it's so it's so what he is. <laughs> and she's like, well, you got a point. We are detectives and we aren't citizens. So. Which actually, is Sherlock a citizen? Oh, he's not. Maybe. All citizens and uh, green card recipients work visas to. Civilians, people who are here. You got to be inside. So they're looking around, and um, Sherlock finds the, the magnifying glass that the security guard was using to read his book. 
I love that this is a, a, a detail that they included. And he's looking around at clues, and he sees um, a lock to the staircase? There are some fresh scratches along like the the doorknob lock thingy, as, as if someone was picking the lock. But they were distracted by having been shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, or that they had just shot somebody. So Sherlock's like, well, it's my turn, and I haven't shot anybody, so I bet I'll do better than these people. And he picks the lock, and they go up to, uh, they go up 11 floors, because they're looking for, like, the next door that's going to have the scratched, mm-hmm. the fresh scratches. Follow the scratches. Mm-hmm. And they end up at an architecture firm. And now it's Joan's turn to pick the lock. And I love this, because because they're partners. Yeah. And, you know, he, he's, he's teaching her things on the side, and then he has to make sure that she can, you know, do them in, in you know, practical circumstances. Mm-hmm. He teaches her on the side, and she unlocks things in the front. <laughs> well, you know, there's a huge difference between picking a lock uh, while you're, you know, in your sweats in your living room than when you're uh, in, in a building with the heat off looking for a murderer. It's true. And one of those comes up a lot more in detecting <laughs> than the other. That's why I always detect in my sweatpants. <laughs> so... They're, they're like, well, there's nobody here, so whatever. You can take your time, Joan. But then we hear this guy, I call the police and there's nothing to loot. You gotta get out of here. Oh, you gotta, you gotta go away. And he's like holding a knife. He's, he's holding like a, uh, like a scalpel. A scalpel? A scalpel. It's like an exacto knife. <laughs> and, they're, and Sherlock's like, uh, well, don't worry about it. We are the police. And he's like, oh yeah, you have a badge? And Sherlock's like, we're kind of the police. He's like, well, 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 we're with the police. Yeah. So um, he also says, "My and my associate here, Watson, has a black belt. <laughs> has several black belts. You have to let us in. She also has several brown belts. It depends on her outfit. Right. Yeah. And Sherlock, and Joan, like, looks at Sherlock like, what? No, I don't. And I just, I, I think it's funny when Sherlock is like, they'll believe that, Watson. People are racist. <laughs> so they're rummaging around to see what the, the thieves stole. I never even thought of it like that. What? That's why he said it? Yeah. I was always just like, ah, it's kind of funny because, like, Joan's smaller than him. So, like, her being the bodyguard, her being the muscle. That is, yeah, I mean, that is really funny. She kind of is, though. If he's the brains, she's got to be something else. Yeah, she's the killer outfits. <laughs> So with this architecture firm, they're looking around and the guy's like, well, nothing's been stolen. All the computers are here and stuff. And Sherlock's like, yeah, we know. It's not going to be something obvious. So he's going through all the cabinets and there's these like blueprint cabinets. And he's like, are these supposed to be empty? And the guy's like, no. And Sherlock's like, ha ha, we've then discovered why it. why are they all empty? <laughs> yeah. And of course, it's hard to know what they're missing because it's online, but... There, the internet is not online currently. Yeah, electricity's down. Electricity is down. So the guy is like, well, you, we have the plumbing br- blueprints in a separate contain, a separate cabinet. So they didn't take those. So you could have that, try and figure out what it, what it is. Piece it together from that. Hmm. Because it's like, I think the same drawers. Yeah, it's like all the same files. Mm-hmm. You know, A through J or whatever. Yeah. So... Sherlock is like, okay, great. Uh, 
we're going to take those now because they're evidence. And the guy's like, no. And Joel looks like, you want me to tell your employer you're holed up in here? How do your employers feel about vagrancy? <laughs> He's like, okay, okay, fine. So this dude was just like, it's a two-hour commute home and it's snowing. I'm yeah. going to... It's nice here. Yeah. We've got couches. I like the breakout room. Yeah, my roommate sucks. break room, rather. <laughs> the break room. Break, the breakout room. You've done too many Zoom, <laughs> Zoom shows. So, um, they're back at the Brinestone, Joan and Sherlock. And, uh, Joan is trying to do a fire and in the fireplace. And Miss Hudson is like, do you want help with that? And Joan's like, yes. So Miss Hudson goes and lights it. She's yeah, like, you have to make a little teepee with the, the kindling. kindling. And she's like, I got a merit badge in that or something like that. She makes some reference about like learning it in Boy Scouts. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Yeah, I was like, uh-huh, because yeah, she's a sign of different. So they thought she, well, I get it. Mm. Whatever. But then there's a pounding at the door. Uh-oh. Ah! Who's out there in this storm? The killer! Oh, no! <laughs> no, it's not the killer. Um, We don't know that. We do. I know that because I saw the episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Spoiler. It's um the executive that uh, Miss Hudson was the kept woman for. And Joan is like, she doesn't want to see you. You better leave. And he's like, I promise I'll leave her this time. My wife. Not Miss Hudson. <laughs> And Miss Hudson is like, no, let him in. So Joan goes upstairs because she didn't want to deal with all that. No, who would? No. It's a bunch of hubba bubble we don't care about. Mm-hmm. We get a murder to solve. Yeah. And Sherlock is up in the media room and uh, Joan joins him and he's under a, he's in a little tent made out of like newspaper. <laughs> right. So he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I have heated up some large rocks over the grill outside. And I'm using them for warmth <laughs> in his little fort. So it seems like a great way to accidentally start a fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, Sherlock tells her what he has found, which is nothing. I'm looking at the schematics for this architecture firm's clients. And unless they were going to steal a bunch of baby clothes from the baby gap, I got nothing. It's a lot of boring shit. Um, I made a note here that Joan is wearing a scarf. So she must have been looking cute while wearing a scarf. <laughs> and she's like, why are you up here, like, hold up in the media room? And he's like, because there are lovers tiffing downstairs. <laughs> Better than lovers yiffing. Better than <laughs> yiffing. It's true. So uh, Joan is like, keep an ear. I'm going to go to bed. And Sherlock goes, ow! And Joan's like, what? And he goes, Hot rock. Hot rock. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, Sherlock wakes Joan up. And he's in his big, big fluffy j- jacket for the cold. <laughs> it's like, I want to build a snowman. Yeah. It's perfect conditions, Joan. <laughs> he's like, I found something. We've got to go now. you got to get dressed. And he, he's got this outfit for her. And she's like, I'm not going to just change in front of you what what is this <laughs> so he very respectfully 180s mm-hmm. turns around and then continues talking because he is very important we have no time so um this is i i thought a great moment for the show that i liked a lot because we've got you know joan who's need i remind anyone played by lucy Liu, um and sherlock who's like turned around like can't see her 
So you could, like, take this opportunity of, like, oh, and then she gets up and you see her butt and the, uh, her underwear and then she gets dressed and... Yeah, but she's just under her blanket. She changes, she puts her pants on under her blanket and, like, she's already wearing cami, so she puts the shirt on over it. And it's like, there's no weird, you know, pervy looking at, mm-hmm. at Miss Lou. Um, I just love it. And then <laughs> it's good that she did this because he, like, is explaining all of the evidence and, and that all oh, the things he's found. And once he gets to the end, he turns around and he's like, oh, good, you're done. Great, let's go. <laughs> Perfect timing. So it's like, um, if she hadn't been done, you would have just seen her getting dressed, which she didn't want you to do. <laughs> I, I love that scene. Although from an actor's perspective, I was like, how many times did they have to rehearse that to get the timing just right? Yeah, yeah. And to update on the Miss Hudson and Davis situation, uh, they are now conversing instead of loudly making or breaking up. Joan couldn't tell. So what Sherlock told Joan while she was putting on her clothes under the covers is that the thieves didn't want the schematics for any of the architecture firm's clients. What? Then why'd they steal it? Well... Because the firm submitted bids that they didn't get. But when you do that, if it's like for an addition on a building, you get the original plans. So they had schematics for a couple of different things, one of which was the GSA. The Gay Straight Alliance? No. The General Services Administration. Oh. And you know what they do. I I don't. Things. Oh. They do services. In general? Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Now I get it. So the place that they had specifically gotten the plants for was a place called E-Rock, East Rutherford Operating Center. And this place is a big cash depository. And it processes all the, you know, bills like that are too old to be in circulation anymore. So there's this huge, it's like the biggest depository of cash in the country or something like that. There's just a huge pile of money there all the time. She's waiting to get burnt up. Mm-hmm. So Sherlock is like, and by the way, I think the thieves planned the timing of this on purpose. Climate change is bringing out a lot of different, you know, extreme weather patterns. They probably have a list of places that they can hit based on what stuff is happening. Yeah, they just have like, pull out the Chicago file. Right. So they were waiting for the storm to strike. And so Sherlock is like, all right, Joan, well, we got to go. We got to solve this mystery. So Joan is like, wait, are we going to call the police? And Sherlock's like, well, we have no cell service. We have no landline service. Um, and I um, cannibalized our radio to make an experiment last week. So we got nothing. <laughs> and the only way to solve this is to do it ourselves. So we got to go to Iraq. And she's like, um, it's a long walk. And he's like, yeah, put on layers. <laughs> Better get going. Better get going. Yeah. Oh, you know what really bugged me? Put on layers, but they didn't have earmuffs. Nope. They didn't have earmuffs or um, mittens or snow pants. Their legs are going to get cold. Ridiculous. So, th- But they do have their big fluffy coats and they have their big um, like furry lined hoods it's really cute and they're gonna walk to east rutherford in the snow so they start trekking along they look so small in this big empty city yeah just surrounded by 
white. Mm-hmm. So they come across a plow that's just like parked on the side of the road. And there's this woman in there. She's like reading or something. The radio's going. And Sherlock like pounces up to her window. Yeah, because like, oh. it's one of those like big plows. So <laughs> so he has to like jump up on like the little step stool. Mm-hmm. She's like, he's like, shouldn't you be plowing? She's like, I'm on standby. And also, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so who the fuck do you think you are telling me when to plow? Yeah. And he's like, I'm Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> this is Joan Watson. And what? she's like, those mean nothing to me. Right. He's like, can we, um, can we sit in your car, please? It's cold. Can we get out of the bone-chilling cold? Bone-chilling agony. Ugh. Uh, and so they do. <laughs> and they're like, listen, we need to use your radio to contact the police because we work with the police. Um, it's important. And But first, <laughs> they go in, and the first thing Sherlock does is turn off her radio. <laughs> She's like, I was listening to that. And he's like, well, you're not anymore. So... It's an emergency. Phone the police. Yeah. So they turn on the radio. She she radios in. She's like, this is Pam with a something for the 11th precinct. Need a bear with ears come in. Something back. It was. <laughs> it's weird. She says something weird. Some radio thing. And Sherlock is like, is your handle just just Pam? <laughs> and then they hear back and they're like, we got you. We got go for the 11th precinct. How can I help you? Whatever. And Sherlock's like, can I talk to the captain? Can I talk to um, Captain Gregson? And they're like, no, he's home. <laughs> is he home or is <laughs> no, he just no, not he's, available? He's like, he's like out on a call. Oh, right. Yeah. He's he's unavailable because there's a storm. And right. Sherlock's like, really? Is there? I'll have to keep an eye out a for that. A storm, you say? Yeah. So he says, okay, pass this along. Uh, so when Pam calls the 11th precinct and they get them. He's like, this is Sherlock Holmes, guest of Pam. <laughs> and uh, so he says, pass this message to captain, you know, E-Rock is likely target Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. You're really announcing yeah, like, it. It's like Sherlock Holmes. Cause they wouldn't have guessed if they were like, yeah, Sherman Holmes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sherwood, Sherman, Sherbet, Shirtless, Shirley, Shockwave, Short Film, Shark Week. Holmes. As a message for you. Captain would be like, I don't know anybody by that fucking name. <laughs> Gregson and Bella are just like, who? Who? No. So the next conversation is amazing. <laughs> Sherlock is like, all right, Pam, it's time to go to Rutherford. Um, we gotta go. And Joan's like, wait, wait, wait. I thought we were gonna. I thought the only reason we were going was because we couldn't contact the police. And Sherlock's like, yeah, well, we don't know if they're going to get the message. And besides, we don't know if, you know, they'll get there in time. We, we have to just go. We have to do it. The smartest thing is for us to solve the mystery. Mm-hmm. And she's like, wait a minute. But what if it's like, what if there's a bunch of guys with guns there? And Sherlock's like, I'll have my whistle. <laughs> and Joan was like, I, and Sherlock says, I don't know what's going to happen. That's what makes it an adventure. But we gotta go. Pam, we're commandeering the car. The snowplow. And Pam is like, no, you're not. It's like, you need to GTFO. Yeah. And you, Watson, I will give you a ride home. Which is hilarious because they live in the same sp- same <laughs> place. And he's like, okay, fine. We'll, we're renting the snowplow. It gives her a shit ton of money. Yeah, he pulls out another $1,200. Do you think he was like, oh, there's a storm coming. Better get a lot of cash. No, th- this is just 
the way he lives. All of his pockets are just lined with money, <laughs> with, with wads of, of cash. I mean, because it's like, bu- it's bundles. Yeah. It's a lot. So they're on their way to East Rutherford. Yay. Yay. On their way to Dwayne E-Rock Johnson. So now we meet up with Bell, And Bell is at a hospital. And he's like, hello, do you have any gunshot victims? Gunshot wound victims? And the guy's like, no. And Bell's like, you and every other hospital. Listen, is there anybody that's got like any abdominal wound at all? And the guy's like, uh, I think we would know if it was a gunshot. And Marcus is like, it's snowing outside. Please just give me a break. This is my only break from snow duty. Can you just fucking humor me? And there's a woman in this hospital that's got an abdomen wound that's like, or like one on each side. She's got a big abdomen thing. I just, I just, I think it said stabbed. So there's this woman, Miss Darwin, who is leaving their, her room because she has no health insurance and nobody can guarantee her that she won't be charged. So she's got to get out of there. Not mm. because she's running away from the police. Mm, a it's, likely story. It's because of the health insurance thing. Mm-hmm. But is that is also a likely story. No, it is. It's pretty plausible. Yeah. It's much more plausible uh, of a story than how she got her stab wound. Yes, that is a little weird. So Belle is like, wow, you know, like, what what happened? And she's like, I was mugged by a guy with a kitchen knife. A man with a beard stabbed me with a kitchen knife. He said I was mouthy because he was mugging me. And Bella's like, huh, you have a blonde hair on your jacket and you're a brunette. And she's like, yeah, I lent my coat to my friend a week ago. She's blonde. It must be, it must be her hair. And Bella's like, hmm, interesting. And he, he's a little detective. Yeah, he, he because holds... Because he's literally a detective. Well, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he takes the strand of hair, and he holds it up to the light. And I was like, oh, what's he looking for? And then he touches the hair to the light, and it melts. Mm-hmm, melts right in half. And so Marcus is like, oh, really sorry to hear about you getting mugged. What hurt worse, getting shot or getting stabbed to cover it up? Oh... And she's like, what? No! Oh! And he's like, I'm going to take you in to the police station now. So there we go. He does. So Pam is driving Sherlock and Joan, and she's intrigued by them. She's like, so you work with the police, but you're not police? Which means you can break laws all the time? <laughs> when you enter someone's house by breaking in, it's good? Yeah, it's fine. And Sherlock is like, Pam... I'm renting the car, not an afternoon with Pam. Like, we, I'm not, we're not hanging out. If I was getting an afternoon with Pam, I would have paid double. <laughs> She's, he's being testy. And Jonah's like, he gets car sick. He can't answer your questions. Yes, we're consultants. He gets car sick because he's a six-year-old. Yeah, because adults don't get car sick? No, only little babies do. It's maybe he gets the six-year-old kind of car sick mm. where he becomes a big dumb yeah. baby about it. So then Joan gets one bar of cell phone service. <gasps> so she's like, I'm going to call the house. And she calls the landline and Sherlock's like, I don't know why you would do that. What's the point? If we don't have, if the cell phone isn't picking up, why are you calling the landline? And she's like, I need to know that Miss Hudson is okay. And she gets this weird error message on the phone. She's like, Landline's not connecting. But it's not because of the storm. And Sherlock's like, 
Whoopsies. Forgot to pay the phone bill. Yeah. Jerome's like, did you forget to pay? <laughs> and then Sherlock's like, I don't know why you, I mean, why do you care anyway? And, you know, you didn't want her there in the first place. And Joan is like, that was when I didn't know her. Now I know her and I like her. Yeah. Yesterday she was a stranger forced into my house. Today she's a friend that I care about. Yeah. She's a nice lady. Jonah's like, you know, she's just a lost soul trying to figure herself out. And Sherlock's like, oh, she reminds you of you before you met me. <laughs> and found your great purpose in life. Mm. Jonah's like, no. Lost soul just waiting to find Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Aren't we all? So they've arrived in East Rutherford Operations Center, or whatever it's called. E-Rock. Yeah. And Sherlock's like, well done, Pam. E-Rock, E-Rock. E-Rock. <laughs> I thought for a second the song actually went, we rock. <laughs> uh. <laughs> we rule, you drool, you stink. <laughs> They're at E-Rock. And... They're talking to the manager there, and the manager is like, well, the whole place is automated, and it's controlled remotely from one of these rooms. You know, nobody's even allowed on the floor. You can't even get in there unless you're very special. The whole place is totally, it's completely impossible to even get near any of this stuff. And then he looks at the monitor, and he's like, that's weird. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> it's really, really funny because he says the line and then he's like, huh. It's absolutely impossible for anyone to get through this locked. Oh, what's this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get killed. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Sherlock is like, hmm, what is it? And the guy's like, it's not, nothing's missing. I just didn't realize we were doing a sort today. So about $980 million went into the sorting machine, but it's fine. It's fine. And Sherlock's it's like... It's all accounted for. Like, really? An unscheduled thing of a lot of money, and it's... At a time when you have minimal security. Mm-hmm. And the guy's hmm. like, it's not weird. It's it's whatever. And Sherlock is like, okay, what happens to the bills that you're going to get rid of? Because this is the, the thing that this processing place does, right? Mm-hmm. Is... Um, detects if the bills are too worn out. And he's like, well, they're shredded down and then they're made into hay bales and then the hay bales are put into a box and then we mail the box to ourselves and we hit it with a hammer and then we... <laughs> <laughs> um, and Sherlock's like, okay, can we see the confetti that you made? And the guy's like, um... And Sherlock's like, we're not going to steal the money confetti! <laughs> trying to solve a murder! We're going to steal this and then we're going to hit the glue factory! <laughs> Exactly. So they get down there, and he's like, see, look at all these bales. It's We did it. See, the bales are... This place is full of bales of confetti, and, of money confetti. And in typical Sherlock fashion, he grabs a piece of the clue, uh, i.e. the uh, hail, the bale of hay is what I mean. The hay bale. The hay the bale. Hail. The hail. Um, and, and pops it in his mouth mm-hmm. and spits it out. <laughs> and then Joan also noticed with her... Eyes and or hands, not her tongue. That this is paper, not cotton, like real money's made out of. Mm -hmm. So you can wash it in your pants. It's fake. It's fake. 
So he's like, I don't know what you processed, but it wasn't money. I don't know what you shredded, but it wasn't money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the guy's like, well, about thirty-three million was about was gonna be shredded and destroyed and thrown out. He's like, the guy's like, I don't understand why wouldn't they? I mean, they could have taken a billion dollars. Why didn't they take a billion dollars? And Sherlock's like, well, if it hadn't been for me and Joan and our extremely smarty pants, you wouldn't have known that any money was gone at all. Yeah. So sounds like a pretty good plan. It does stealing thirty-three million without anyone noticing. Yeah. If they hadn't killed the security guard, there would have been nothing to notice mm-hmm. at all. Oh, they originally were just going to incapacitate him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they were like, like, tie him up and steal the phones. Yeah. So that would have been weird. Mm-hmm. But. So Sherlock's like, it is kind of a really clever plan, honestly. Yeah. He even says, if they didn't kill someone, I might just let them go. <laughs> so um, they... Find the place on the grounds that's, like, the utility shed is probably where they entered because it has the least security and, you know, in a snowstorm there's nobody guarding it. And so they see the tire treads of the most likely, of the getaway vehicle. Mm. And Sherlock looks at it and he squints at it and he does a plank on the ground and he looks. He licks the... (laughs) Yeah, and he puts a little bit in his mouth. And he stands up and he says, they... Took the money in small bills. They left in an ambulance that was made pre-90s in the last hour. And Joan is like... The driver had a lazy eye. The other two met at basketball camp. And the third has a a form of canine lupus. Mm -hmm. It sure looks like it's never lupus. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. And she's like, that's what you sound like. And then she makes, she oh, she's like, can you just tell me how you know that? Yeah, she's like, that's, how, how does it feel? Just tell me how you know. Yeah. She, like, lo- she looks so defeated. She's like, she's not annoyed. She's not, she's just like. She's like, I want to be able to do that and I can't unless you teach me how. Yeah. So it turns out that the front two tires are slightly closer together than the back two, which is only you. It's only occurred in, like, two kinds of cars, like, U-Haul-type vehicles and ambulances made before the 90s. And if you're in a snowstorm, an ambulance is a better getaway vehicle than a U-Haul. Yes. Uh, and the fact that it's uh, snowing at a certain rate and you can still see the tires pretty clearly means that they uh, were here recently. Yeah, and Joan actually, like, puts that together herself, too. She's mm-hmm. like, it's snowing, like, two inches in an hour. Two inches an hour, they must... You know, they can't have been gone more than 90 minutes. So they're back on the hunt. Now, Captain and Bill are talking to Ms. Darwin again. And um, I didn't write her name down. But it turns out that she is a French woman, actually, pretending to be an American. What? And they're like, are you protecting your husband, Ibn Kazmir? <gasps> Who went ahead with a job after you were shot and had to leave you behind? What a dickhead. And so this woman's name is... Anne-Sophie Baguette? Anne-Sophie Baguette. Baguette. <laughs> Baguette. Baguette. Anne-Sophie Baguette. It's actually, uh, her first name is 50 letters long, but it's pronounced Anne-Sophie. <laughs> so Miss Baguette has been caught now, and they're like, 
give us your husband or we'll, you know, and we'll make it easier for you. Or you're going to eat a murder charge all by yourself. And that's a two-person portion. That's a big meal. That's to share. (laughs) And then she, having been found out as being French and not American, replies in a French accent. Uh-huh. Remember how we were like, oh, those Russian spies, you know, they were in America for 20 years, so they, uh-huh. wouldn't, they wouldn't revert to their Russian accent. But this episode, they got a little wacky with it. Yeah. And they were like, you know what? She's putting on an accent just for the security guard. Listen, you know, he, yeah. She had plans all across Europe and America, and the snowstorm just happened to hit New York, so that's where they are. And she's pretending to be American. But, yeah, she doesn't want to be... You know, there's nothing more suspicious than a Frenchman in a snowstorm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just like my grandpa used to say. Yeah. (laughs) That and (laughs) knives for the Italian weapon. (laughs) Dear listener, Alec and I have been reading Agatha Christie novels, and in one, uh, the murder is perpetrated via knife. The person's stabbed. And um, the detective's friend says, well, it's got to be the Italian guy because knives are the Italian weapon of choice. And the detective is like, well, you're right. That's a good point. That is true. That is something that we all know in 1934. Is Italians stab. That's <laughs> Anyway, we're learning a lot of new stereotypes <laughs> things. Um, so she says, you will never find my husband. <laughs> she says it just like that. She's like, You'll think you have me. <laughs> you will never find my husband. You want to put me away? Be my guest. Be my <laughs> guest. <laughs> <laughs> so after she says this, they get another message from Sherlock Holmes via, you know, radio. New York cop. New York cop, yeah. And Barstan goes. Boss, E-Rock's been hit. It's already been robbed. It's already been robbed. And, oh, it's, no, it's not a message from him. It's, he's on the phone. <gasps> so, the, so Captain picks up and is talking to him. And Sherlock's like, so you found the murderess? <laughs> Captain is like, yes, I found the murderess. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Um, and they've gone through her, uh, her cell phone that they found on her. And, um, you know, she's called a few people and she's called the racetrack and they're like, Oh, the racetrack. That's a pretty cash heavy business. If you had a bunch of dirty and old stolen money. I saw Ozark. We saw Ozark. Gambling's a pretty way to launder cash. Pretty good way. Pretty good way. It's also very attractive. It's, it is very handsome way. It's a pretty way. So, so they're like, well, let's find this racetrack contact person. So now they reunite with Bell, and Bell is in his sedan or whatever. He's in his car, and they get into the car to talk with him. And he says, Who's driving you around? <laughs> Just like that. It's so funny. And, and I love, I love Sherlock's explanation. That's Pam. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So Marx is like, none of the neighbors have seen an ambulance yet, so we're just waiting. We're just sitting and waiting, doing a very important detective piece of work. Ah, a a beef hut. (laughs) (laughs) 
No. No. A stakeout. Stakeout. And Sherlock's like, do you know the origin of the word stakeout? And Joan's like, no. But I think I'm about to learn. And then, no, she's not. Oh, I was excited to learn. I know. I was like, uh, okay, fine. We'll have to Google it ourselves. But tune in later to season four when we find out. (laughs) Or maybe not. So the ambulance is here. And there's these other cops that are on the stakeout with them, you know, on the radio. And Marcus is like, just watch them. Wait till they bring in the cash. And the guy... They have to make the exchange. Mm -hmm. They have to do the illegal thing first. Yes. Very classic cop on TV move of, wait until they've made the exchange. Mm. And then one of the cops goes, I think they made me. I'm going in. It's like, God damn it, dude. Yeah. Also, also, do you get to make that choice? Apparently. (laughs) Um... So they're arresting the EMTs, and they're, the EMTs are like, what are you doing? Yeah, they're Why like, are you WTF, me? bro. Yeah, WTF, I'm an EMT. <laughs> this is not very LOL. <laughs> <laughs> You've got me R-O-F-B-A, rolling on, on the, the floor, floor being arrested. arrested. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, why are you doing this? And Marcus is like, you're telling me you don't have $33, millions of, $33 million in cash? And another great line read. The EMT goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, we got a distress call. It's real. Bleh. And uh, they go to the ambulance. To a, a non-emergency call. They got a non-emergency call to this number. Yes. Which, which, is, which is interesting, which is, is smart, because the people that sent them there didn't want... Uh, if it was an emergency, multiple police cars would also go. Oh. But it was a non-emergency, so they just sent the ambulance. Oh. As a ruse. As a ruse. Because they knew. Yeah. They were looking for the ambulance. They, yeah. At that location. These bad guys are smart. Mm-hmm. So they go to the ambulance, and it's ambulance stuff in there. Yeah, it's just a normal ambulance. Mm-hmm. Bill's not very happy with that. He's he's his own version of Gumpy, <laughs> which is... Angie. Angie. Very quickly, though. He's like, ambulance equipment. It's fine. It's not like we were busy today. And he just, like, taps the door of the ambulance and he walks away. So they've been foiled for the day. Joan is like, what happened? And Sherlock's like, we got duped because we're dopes. <laughs> we got to go home. And when they get home... Pam is like, hey, uh, I'd like to be on the show again. <laughs> Here's my card if you ever need another snowplow. <laughs> and they're like, thanks. We're probably not going to do another snowplow episode, but thanks. Bye. Thanks. Yeah, the, the budget ran up on the snow effects, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I just like that they they just have this kind of magical life that yeah. people around them are just like, this looks fun. Yeah. If you need me again, I'm free. And, like, she never, she didn't get shot at or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Her job was pretty fun in that whole situation. So they get home, and the brownstone looks spotless. Beautiful. It's sparkling clean. And Davis is gone. Thank fuck. Good. We never saw him, but I didn't like him. No. We saw him through the uh, the door. We saw a crack of him. Yeah. We didn't see his crack. <laughs> That would have been funny. He was like, please take me back. He's like wiggling his little butt. He's crying. His cheeks are wet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
With sweat because you ran there. (laughs) Well, it's snowing. It's snowing. (laughs) But uh, no. (laughs) So Miss Hudson is like, don't hate me. Don't like, I love you. (laughs) And uh, so she's taken the liberty of arranging the whole room and probably clean the whole apartment. Oh, oh, I mean, the yeah. I mean, the floor was sparkling. Mm hmm. And she's like, I arranged the... And Sherlock's like, how did you arrange the books? Yeah, he's just, like, staring at the Because they think the wall. If, he had, if she had done it badly, he, it would have been a total freak out. Mm-hmm. Like, he would not have been happy. But she's like, they're arranged um, from one end to the other by subject, starting with the hard sciences and then going to the less academically rigorous. So that physics by Aristotle is as far away from you can read telepathy by... Martin Zuckman. Zuckman as possible. Because it's also alphabetical. Oh, yeah, because it's also alphabetical. Yeah. Um, And she... And so they're like, okay. Sherlock says, like, you can live for now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's calm in the brownstone again. Because she explains to Joan, she's like, yeah, you know, I, I get the tendency to clean after a breakup. So Joan is like, oh, a breakup. Good. <laughs> this is where she's like, I think I need to reconsider this whole being a kept woman thing. Mm. I want to be an unkempt woman. <laughs> Which is, it's weird that she just cleaned everything up. Yeah. And her hairstyle really says otherwise. Mm. It's not unkempt at all. No. Um, but no, she's like... <laughs> Sorry. When, when uh, Georgia elects a, a new uh, governor, they'll be unkempt. <laughs> And Miss Hudson had been telling Joan before, like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be a kept woman anymore. He just wants to stick me in some walk-up, give me a clothing allowance, and, you know, like, basically, like, hide her from the world. And we are we were just watching, watching that, like, um, is this position still available? <laughs> How big is that clothing allowance? An though? allowance, you say? <laughs> yeah. Like, just get back with him for a couple months, get the allowance, put that in your pocket instead of buying clothes, and then... Mm. Then skip out. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Sherlock is stumped. So he's using a new approach to try and solve the mystery, as he so often does. He has a map on the floor uh, of the city, and Clyde is on there. And he's got a cross tape, like big red plus sign and tape on his back. And Jonah's like, why did you put tape on the tortoise? He's an ambulance. He's the ambulance. The ambulance. So he's like watching and, you know, trying to figure out with all the roadblocks and all the road closures and stuff from mm-hmm. the, in the city, how the ambulance could have gotten out. And also the ambulance looks a little hungry. So the ambulance is going to chew on some lettuce while Sherlock <laughs> figures this out. It's so funny. He's like, you know, trying to figure out how this could have happened and like tosses him a little bit of lettuce. Joan is like, I like what you did with, like, the locks and stuff. Yeah, because he, Sherlock has used all of his locks on the map, placed on the map where the lockdowns are. Yeah. Where the road closures are. He's like, I wasn't trying to make a visual pun. I'm just trying to figure out how they got away. Yeah. And she's like, well, there's no way that they could have gotten through with these roadblocks. The, the only way they could have gotten through is if the roadblocks weren't there. And Sherlock's like, well, they are there, Joan. You can't just wish them away. Yeah. And Joan's like, you can't wish them away. Um, and then this is this moment of insight. Aha. Uh-huh. Bing! The moment. 
So they go to um, the captain and they're explaining everything. Now, this episode doesn't have a part of the room reveal. I was thinking about this. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a uh, explanation given to the captain and the audience and then a little cat and mouse game executed mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. Like we already explained They're not going to explain everything to her because we just cut her. Yeah. Uh, spoilers, it's a woman. Yeah. Um so yeah, they're they're explaining to Captain Sherlock is like, so Watson's going to read off some uh, logs from the dispatch last night. Of <laughs> yes, so so Sherlock has brought his map, has just replaced all of the locks with a little like a sticky tape or whatever. Yes, and um, Clyde is now a stapler. A stapler, and, and Gregson makes a comment. He's like. It's a stapler? Sherlock's like, it's an ambulance. It was a turtle last night. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, tortoise. He's not a turtle. Sorry. I, I, my apologies to Clyde. Yeah. So uh, he has Watson read off this list of things that had happened according to the police dispatch or the storm watch dispatch last night or yesterday. And it's this roadblock got closed this one, you know, the people had to go somewhere else, so they got... They responded to a fire that turned out to be a false alarm. Mm-hmm. They responded to a false alarm, they... Personnel moves and all these things. And as she's doing that, he's, like, lifting up the stickers, and it's like, well, there's a little path right out of Manhattan. And he says, you know, whoever did that must have been somebody pretty high up to be able to control the checkpoints and everything like that. And smart enough to make it not look suspicious. How are you liking working with Mrs. FEMA? Um, and Captain's like, it's fine. People think I'm saying femur. I've got no bones to pick with her. <laughs> and Sherlock is like, maybe the reason that the French woman hasn't given up her husband is because she knows she still has a bargaining chip, a.k.a. an inside woman. <gasps> A traitor to the American government. Yes. A traitor inside FEMA. <laughs> Sherlock makes a great point that Mrs. FEMA does not make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. She's G13 on the list of government officials, mm-hmm. meaning she makes the same amount of money as the postmaster in Wisconsin. Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Oh, Sheboy, no thank you. Yeah, Sheboy don't like that. <laughs> Um, Shiboy gone protest about that. And Bill's like, I don't make a lot of money either. I'm not robbing a bank. Sherlock's like, I'm just saying she might want to. Which is, you know, not everybody who's not making a lot of money will do it. But somebody's not making a lot of money could. Also, technically, she didn't rob a bank. She just made some phone calls. Right. And she's going to get a fifth of $33 million. <laughs> So they're like, well, how are we going to figure out if she's in on it or not? And so they hatch a little plan, and Belle goes in to talk to Mrs. Mrs. Baguette. Mrs. Baguette. Madame Baguette. He's like, um, I want to I wanna tell you a little something. You remember that uh, test that we couldn't do earlier because uh, it needed electricity? Well, we got just enough power to run that test, and it confirmed that you had gunshot residue on your hands, and you're going down. We ran a vibe check. You have Failed. <laughs> and then the lights flicker off. Ooh, demons. Come back on, and he's like, oh, guess the generator's not very good. Oh. Anyway, you're going down. 
to jail town, you French poodle. <laughs> and then there's like all this banging and stuff. I'm like, ah, oh, get out of me. In the background. And the captain pops in and he's like, somebody was stabbed in the blackout. There's a riot in the holding cells. You gotta come with me. And Bill's like, I'm talking to Miss Baguette. And he's like, you do that, it's fine. The door will lock behind us. We gotta go. She's not going anywhere. She's not going. She's handcuffed to the table. Well, no, she's handcuffed. She's not handcuffed to the table. Anyway, Captain doesn't say all of that. He just <laughs> says, let's just go. So they run out. And so she's just like, do, 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 do. sitting there by herself. Just we waiting. <laughs> and then we get clued in on the plan. Yes, because now we get a shot from inside the two-way mirror, or, you know, on the yeah. other side of the two-way mirror, and Joan and Sherlock have been watching this whole little affair. Mm-hmm. They're still watching Miss Baguette. She's not as alone as she thinks she is. Oh. And he's like, nothing on our end yet. How's the riot going? And it cuts to a shot of just like a bunch of police officers grabbing chairs and, and uh, hitting them against the ground yeah. and yelling. Uh, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> it's very silly. And they look like they're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of, uh, of uh, Bob Marley is also there rattling his chains. Jacob Marley. Yeah. And Bob Marley. And Bob Marley. They're both there. <laughs> Yeah, and then Miss Fema is, like, sitting at her desk, or sitting at her little chair, you know, that she's been given, and she's like, hmm, everybody seems to be ducking out for this riot. People seem to be panicking here, a little distracted. Time to go grab Miss Baguette. And she goes and, she goes into the interrogation room, and she's like, put this over your hands, like, the jacket over her hands, so you can't see the handcuffs. She's like, follow me, be silent. So they start running away. <gasps> and Sherlock's like, she's on the move. And then Captain again. You, you gotta wait till they've done the illegal thing. It's not technically an escape until they leave this floor. Can't charge him with escape. So they wait. And then she's like, you didn't tell them anything, did you? And, and they're the stairwell. And Marcus is like, what are we talking about? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on over here? Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. We get her. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to say, um, in the part when Belle is like, oh, the generator's down, and he runs out, Sherlock turns to Joan from behind the one, the two-way, two-way, one-way mirror, and is like, Belle once confided in me that he played Sky Masterson in his high school's production of Guys and Dolls, and I thought he probably sucked ass, but <laughs> watching this, he was probably pretty good. Hmm. The stage's loss is New York's gain. Yeah. Uh, so that's really cute and a funny compliment for Sherlock to give to Belle. However, Guys and Dolls is a fucking musical. <laughs> you want to see Belle sing? Yes! <laughs> we know he can now! <laughs> Sky Masterson is the lead, isn't he? Canon. I don't know. Ugh, rip. To the alternate universe where they go karaokeing for some reason. <laughs> <sighs> but anyway, we have solved the mystery. We did it. Yeah. Time for friendship and love. Friendship and hanging out and having fun. So Sherlock is in the living room or whatever, uh, the book room, you know, and he's splattering paint 
on the floor, on some papers, on some books. He's having fun. He's doing crafts. He's having a good time. He's redecorating. <laughs> yeah. And he's standing with his feet five feet apart. Um, he does that to get lower to the ground sometimes. He mm-hmm. just stands with his legs. It's better for your back. Is it? Yeah, instead of just bending over to get closer to the ground. Oh, yeah. No, instead of bending over. And Joan comes up and she's like, uh, you're already redecorating. And um, then we hear, Pam is here (laughs) to give Miss Hudson a ride home or a ride to her cousin's house. So she's out of the house finally. But as she leaves, she says, see you Tuesday, Sherlock. And did you suspect for a second that it was going to be like a sex thing? (laughs) No. Okay. She's a very pretty woman. Yeah. Um, but Sherlock's like, see you on Tuesday. And Joan's like, huh? What's she doing? And Sherlock's like, well, she needs a job. So she's going to come by every week and clean the house. Clean the apartment. And Joan is like, oh, that's really sweet of you. And he's like, well, I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> and also, uh, you still have to pay for half of it. So I'm going to increase <laughs> your workload. Yeah. Yeah. And then he says, okay, now leave... Put on a blindfold and come back in 10 minutes, and the lesson can begin. <laughs> He's setting up a crime scene. He's setting up a little crime scene for her. And she has to feel and hear and taste her way around it. Ugh. Yeah, she probably will. She'll be like, this book isn't made of linen. <laughs> yeah, she look, like, looks excited for the lesson. Yeah, I and mean, then it's fun. Yeah, I like it. I like when she's not, I mean, they, they never really show her being like, this guy. Like, these lessons are so weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing about, like, philosophy, she was like, this is not related to solving crimes. It was kind of just that, like, first episode. Yeah. But she's like, okay, you gotta have a mastery of all sorts of things. Yeah. Anyway, I totally forgot to post a tweet this week about what the episode is about. So, whoopies. Oops. Nobody just asked random questions. No, I want to thank everyone that um, answered our poll about what kind of non-binary person are you, overalls, or biblically accurate angel. Yeah, so it seems like we have mainly biblically accurate snow angels. Mmm, snow angels. Snow angels. Yeah, let's see what the breakdown was of that poll. 62% biblically accurate angels. There's a lot of eyeballs in the chat. Uh so overall, they're angels. Uh, and that's how we feel about you. And we're going to start calling our listeners angels. Just kidding. <laughs> if you would like to tweet us, we would love to read it. We're at LMNOPcast. And we have a Discord. It's very fun, in my opinion. And it's our pinned tweet on Twitter. So we would uh, love to... to Show you pictures of Balto, and um, I'm sure we'll do a second thing in the Discord one day. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is hosted on noisepace.xyz, the home of many podcasts, such as Zero to Zero, a podcast I'm also on. It's all wrapped up, so feel free to go binge it. Mm-hmm. And there's Nana Roy's Nightmare and Era about copy pastas. Oh, spoopy. It's very good. And there's Fear Baiting, and there's HKIP. And there's City Girls Make Do. Talk about wrapping up a podcast. That's noisepace.xyz. That's where you can find our podcast. You can find me at flightcubb on Twitter. The second B stands for BAM. Just and- BAM. <laughs> Just BAM. <laughs> <laughs> Just BAM. 
And you can find me in 1943 shooting Nazis. Oh. Yeah, Sniper Elite 4. I was, I it makes I was... it fun to shoot them in the wiener. <laughs> Do they show you the wiener? Um, yeah. Yeah, if you get a, um, a testicle shot, they got the nice zoom in on it. <laughs> it's a graphic game. It's very gross. Yeah. yeah, I love it. It's like really squishy. Yeah. Ugh. It's just, you know, it's great shooting Nazis when... <laughs> it's in a video game. Yeah, it's in a video game, and you're allowed to. Mm-hmm. Wii U, thank you so much for listening. This marble will keep on rolling. Goodbye. Goodbye.